0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the High Red Geek Podcast. This is episode number 19 with Stephen App, another great collaborator on the Connect Edu Podcast Network. Uh, so, really appreciate him uh, taking some time out uh, shortly before the uh, birth of his recent child. So, congratulations to him. Uh, but we talk about a lot of cool stuff. I Really, just love what he's doing over at E City Interactive. Uh, we talk about minimalism and. Uh, just what he's doing over there uh, with their own podcast, hashtag higher ed. Uh, So go check them out. Uh, Links are in the show notes. Uh, And uh, yeah, just it's really nice to have some quality time here with Stephen. And I know you will enjoy our conversation as well. So after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number 19 with Stephen App. It's an honor to have our good friends at SwiftKick be a sponsor of the podcast
1: because I've seen their work firsthand and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted best student leadership program unprecedented five times, so you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500
0: discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention Higher Ed Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus, as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out, swiftkickhq.com, to learn more, and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show.
1: No, and I'm glad that we could uh, kind of be flexible and figure out scheduling for this. Because, uh, yeah, I had Josie on uh, a little bit ago, so kind of trying to work through all the... Uh, kind of uh, collaborators here for the connect edu network so nice um, how was josie yeah it was good yeah I'd actually um i'd interviewed her twice before for my old podcast so just it was like i knew that she you know so she has her own podcast but just like always knowing somebody like kind of being good for it and kind of coming in like everything just feels easy and you know they kind of know the game versus like i know she was mentioning like you know people like getting into cars halfway through episode, you know, like people who just don't know like oh i should probably like use headphones yes, or i yeah. should be somewhere like not like an echoey conference room or whatever um so yeah it's always just uh yeah nice someone who gets in and just had a, a good conversation like still talking about some like different stuff that we haven't like talked about before in the previous uh previous episode so um yeah so that was good and uh yeah, just now it's like, you know, you're kind of an all new uh, kind of guest and kinda of in a very unique uh, kind of world to explore. So I'm excited to uh to jump in for this one. Yeah, me too. But, uh yeah, I guess um so yeah, we'll just kind of start as we always do. If you just want to give a quick intro of who you are and kind of how you got to be where you are
0: today.
2: Yeah, so uh my name is Stephen App and I'm actually a new account director at eCity Interactive. That's a a new role for me as of the last couple weeks here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And eCity is a digital agency, a content-first digital agency, as we like to call ourselves, uh, focused on higher education marketing, and we're located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
1: Very cool. Um, Well, then I guess, you know, kind of your pathway leading to where you are, you know, I guess take us through, I guess specifically, maybe if there's any sort of formative times uh, in college or kind of just what led you to this this point because it, it's a very unique kind of role that um, and, you, and you know you have your own podcast uh, that we'll link out to as well. So like maybe specifically how you got into to doing that, and you know, obviously, if it's maybe sort of content first that's you know kind of in your wheelhouse of like you know producing that. So kind of like what led you either maybe through college uh, to your job and maybe to, if you want to just talk more about like the podcast specifically, I guess what what maybe seems most salient for you.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I feel like so many people, especially in higher education related roles, always say this, right? Like you, you totally back into something and I feel like I totally backed into the job I have now. Um, you know, I was in college and I was doing, you know, play-by-play on the radio for the collegiate sports teams. I was... sure once I realized that I was not going to be a professional athlete, that I was going to be on ESPN as a sports journalist, and it unfortunately wasn't until my senior year of college, spring semester senior year of college, and I did an internship at the local NBC affiliate in Boston, and just within, I'd say within a good like three, four weeks, realized this is not the career that I want to go into, which is, a, I'm glad it happened before I graduated, but I wish certainly it had happened a little bit sooner before I graduated. Um, and so I, you know, I graduated college and had no, was like a square one, just didn't know what to do. And I'd done a lot of media production work in school. And I, I had a colleague at the university who was like, hey, we actually are gonna bring on an entry-level person to help us with our media production. Would you be interested in that role? And so I took it just because I just didn't know what else to do and I figured it would buy me some time. So I actually got started, you know, career-wise producing videos and uh, radio segments. And I mean, again, right, content, it's all content. Uh, And then was doing that for a number of years before, until I discovered Twitter. Uh, like Twitter was this eye-opening experience for me. And especially as a sports fan, because you're you're scanning this network and like there was this really great example of this pitcher who uh, played for the Colorado Rockies who one day was just like, does anyone want to play catch? And this fan, of course, was like, yeah, I want to play catch. And like two hours later, this fan is on the field playing catch with this Major League Baseball player. And I just thought like, <laughs> this is so cool. Like no other... No other platform does that. Like that does not happen, Um, you know. Up until that moment, it just that wasn't a thing. So, uh, really got attached into just the power of social networks and and how it connected people. Just this interconnected platform, um, and ended up going to grad school based on that interest to become just familiarize myself more with communications and marketing, and uh, you know, kind of went from there and really transitioned into this marketing role that I've been doing first at, at Temple University, at their law school for for a number of years, and, and since 2016 here at eCity Interactive.
1: Very cool. Um, yeah, I like how uh, <laughs> Twitter factors in uh, pretty chiefly into uh, kind of your story and journey there, because, um, yeah, I mean, I feel it is just one of my favorite platforms, because I feel like, and hopefully they don't, uh, I mean, they're already kind of tinkering with it, of just like, you know, they'll kind of interject like what you missed and all that and I'm like okay I'll, I'll take it but just always when they you know any social media platform kind of tinkers with the algorithms and if it shows up you know uh, chronologically and stuff but like yeah Twitter is so instantaneous it's so accessible and you know you'll just see what people are talking about right now um and I just always love it for that and yeah I've also found a lot of like great connections you know a lot of podcast guests uh through Twitter so um, certainly uh, hats off to uh to Twitter there but um But yeah, I guess just, um, again, just because I'm really curious and, you know, uh, get meta of like talking about podcasting on a podcast. So like, you know, how I guess specifically did you get into doing that? Was that something that you came up with or was that kind of a collaborative project? And, you know, you've been doing that for a little while now. And I guess, you know, what's that experience been like in terms of just kind of your current work?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of people, I was listening to podcasts and enjoying podcasts and just... When I was scanning uh, the higher ed landscape for podcasts, I just didn't feel like at the time there was a lot out there. Um, there was, I think it was uh, Chris Alexander at, at NYU, had a podcast that I think he has uh, stopped doing since. But you know, he was out there kind of interviewing individuals who were into social media with higher ed, and you know, he was almost kind of it at the time, and I just felt like. There was a gap in the marketplace, and as an agency, of course, you know we're always looking to produce original content that can attract an audience and, and get people to know our name a little bit, and I had the radio background from college, so getting in front of a mic or sitting behind a mic certainly didn't intimidate me in any way, and so we just decided to go for it, um, which has its pros and cons. Uh, I'm actually, in the next couple of days, gonna be releasing this very therapeutic article uh on things that we learned from season one of our podcast and and what we're adjusting in season two but you know i do think there was merit in just going for it and learning as we went and uh and honestly it's been it's been a ton of work i'm sure you know this doesn't you have your own podcast like there's it is so much more work than i think people realize i think it's really easy for people to see a podcast and just say oh yeah like that's just a collection of, you know, somewhat consistent thirty to sixty minute conversations that someone then just spits out onto a podcasting platform. But there's so much more that goes into it. And I tried to be really realistic about that, but I think I still underestimated the work that goes into it. But it's a real it's a real labor of love for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think there's a lot of behind the scenes, just like with any I think form of content that people May not realize, uh, you know, pre-production, production, post-production, the marketing for it, and like editing, and you know, all those sorts of things. There's a lot of details, and yeah, and if you want to do it well, and if you want to, uh, yeah, like be consistent with it, like it, it takes a fair bit of work. But I think yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely worth it. I know that it's just, uh, I think, continuing to grow and evolve as kind of a uh, a medium. So it's it's just cool to see, it. and I'm just I'm, I'm a fan of the of the medium anyway, yeah. but.
2: Um, And I'm so curious to see where it goes within higher education because, I think, like if you're if you work at a higher institution, like a a podcast is such an amazing opportunity, and you could go in a a a bunch of different ways. Like, I've heard some really great podcasts that are targeted to prospective students, which of course is, you know, it's everyone's number one target audience uh, for the most part because for the vast majority of, of institutions, that is always a challenge, is, is getting the, the best and biggest class you can. But I think there's a real opportunity within alumni and building up alumni relationships and increasing uh, donations and, and improving your donor relations. Like, I just think there's so much opportunity out there for higher education because when you go to a school, you have such a higher level of affinity for that brand than you do uh-huh you know, a a B2B company or even a retail company, like no one, no one is going to put that they were a lifelong, you know, proponent of Nike shoes in their obituary when they die. But you'll see where they went to college, like a lot, you know, they graduated X and and whatever year. And I just think, like that, that audience is such has such untapped potential for marketers in higher education. I don't know if you feel the same way.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think, you know, any sort of content creation, podcasting, maybe more so in particular like it's just a great storytelling platform and that's I feel like kind of at the core of what you're saying like there's so much affinity and I think people are curious about the stories of the yeah the students who are there the faculty who are you know working you know the faculty and staff who are working there every day and the alumni who are doing amazing things with their degrees and stuff like you know those all might be different niche audiences from one institution but you know those are all great stories to be told that I think these people who have an affinity for that institution would, you know, be interested in hearing and yeah, they, they definitely serve a lot of different purposes and just is a great kind of intimate platform and medium to, you know, tell good stories. So, um, yeah, that's definitely part of why I love it. And, um, you know, it sounds like, yeah, that's something that has been just kind of a really cool thing to engage with in terms of your current work. And I guess anything else, just in terms of like what you enjoy most about kind of like your, your current work and job that keeps you, you know, motivated to keep at it every day.
2: Yeah, I mean, so there are two things for me and, and one to kind of wrap up the, the podcast segment of this is, uh, you know, podcasting to me is, is the one medium out there where you are basically getting paid to have an amazing conversation and expand your network and build relationships. I think that's mm-hmm. so cool. Like you can reach out to someone and authentically build your relationship with that person by just understanding what they're working on, what they've learned from that, what the lessons are for others who may be going through something similar. And then at the end of this really great conversation, like you actually get to produce that and publish it, and other people can enjoy it too. And it also promotes your organization. I just think, like there are, I don't know of many other marketing channels where that's such a natural fit. Yeah. Uh, and so I really enjoy that. But the other thing for me, and going from, you know, in-house, right, going from a, a university to coming to an agency, I think one of the things that I enjoy so much is just my horizons have been expanded to such a level that it has really benefited my career, my, just, you know, personally and professionally. Like, you know, when you, when you work in-house, um, I often think, like, if you want to try something and your supervisors tell you no, either to limited resources, you know financial or personnel limitations or whatnot like that decision is made and a lot of times it's it's made pretty permanently um but at an agency you know we just we get to work on those things because one higher ed institution may say uh you know we are we aren't into content marketing we just don't believe in it or it's not something we're working on right now but another Institution does. Uh, and so we get to work on content marketing with really great partners. And then, you know, someone else might say we're not sophisticated enough to run our, uh, you know, run a Facebook campaign. But other agency, you know, other companies are, are into it. Other institutions are into it. So you just get to work on so many different projects for so many different audiences with so many different brands and voices and tones. And I just think. Like, when you get to do that, you just, by nature, become a better marketer. And I, I've really enjoyed that about being in this environment. I didn't get that in-house.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, I always kind of appreciate getting a, a, that sort of insight a little bit more wider versus just, like, one institution. Because, um, you know, I kind of always get a little, like, like uh, stir-crazy or restless and stuff in terms of just, like, okay, I think I've, like, figured this out. Like, what's next? You know, like, what's the, yeah. the next thing? So it's neat to just to be in... In a role that helps uh, helps to temper that a little bit, I guess, <laughs> just to have a more of like a view of the landscape and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, I guess then, yeah, just to kind of transition here, and you mentioned uh, sports before, so if you want to get into that a little bit more, but like what are the things that... Uh, you know, you've been geeking out about currently stuff. Maybe that I don't know if it's that you've discovered more recently, or you've always, uh, been into it. But just yeah, anything you want to mention? I guess of what uh, kind of personally that you uh, geek out about and get really, really enthusiastic about.
2: It's it's so funny. Like so, yeah. I mean, I'm into sports. Um, I've grown up as a sports fan, and I've you know, I, I guess sports are, are tied into this other thing. One of the things personally that I've really been trying to focus on and and just be aware of is just simplifying my life and i Mm -hmm. this is probably a precursor to like a midlife crisis that's coming down the (laughs) pike (laughs) but you know just really i don't know for some reason um you know i don't feel like i have a ton of free time these days and so like a recent focus or obsession of mine has really been about just simplifying like do I really need to watch the sporting event that, let's be honest, like I don't have a horse in the race. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: am I really going to enjoy it or like should I do something that is going to be more personally rewarding? Um, you know, I've actually t- totally, uh, you know, separate from sports, but like I've essentially given up Facebook um, this mm-hmm. year. I've stopped looking at Instagram for the most part since their algorithm uh, took effect. And really just like Twitter is what I enjoy. So I just spend my time on Twitter and I don't mess around with platforms that I don't enjoy, at least from a personal nature, you know, professionally in my line of work. That's not a reality, but um, that's been something I've really been focused on lately. Like I just, I want to focus on the things that I enjoy most. And then I, I just want to acknowledge that everything else is noise mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, no, I think that's, like, a thing I realized, like, because I'm a huge, like, uh, TV fan, but there's, like, very much a sunken cost theory, you know, of, like, Mm -hmm. well, I've watched this show for five seasons, I have to just, like, watch it forever, but if it's, like, not bringing me joy anymore, it's just, like, well, I'll, like, just not watch it, I'll either, like, that makes room for something else that I do enjoy, or, yeah, just frees up time, and I think, yeah, I remember, um, uh when vine uh was a thing rest in peace yeah Uh, rest in peace (laughs) uh, like i i wasted a lot of time on that like i just i don't know why i just loved that platform but i did have to like delete the app off my phone because it would it would just be such a huge time sucker like uh, having like games on my phone would be the same thing and it's like good to have that level of self-awareness to like you know realize it's like this. You know, I guess I'm theoretically enjoying myself, but, yeah, sometimes you're kind of mindlessly just, like, scrolling and scrolling or just kind of, like, you know, feeling empty time that you could better utilize for something else that you do want to make room in your life for, um, whether that is sometimes just, like, like, I just don't want to have to be, like, feeling like I need to do something all the time because it's, like, sometimes I'll just drive in the car without the radio on, nothing on, like, just kind of quiet and just sort of, like, yeah, have that sort of space to... um you know, like I've heard people say like, almost give your space, give yourself space to be bored. You know, your brain then mm-hmm. will kind of start to like connect dots or, you know, what have you. But um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, and there's definitely like a movement sometimes more with like the physical things of like, you know, minimalism. Um, but that concept also applies to the you know, digital realm of like kind of minimalism in terms of like, you know, the things that we just kind of sink a lot of time into. And I know there's uh, a lot too, and just in terms of like, privilege in the sense of like having enough time in terms of like running errands and those sort of things if it is like you know it's like man i'm spending a lot of time like playing games on my phone or going through facebook whatever. it's like you know and I'm, i feel like i'm always behind with like running errands or whatever you know it's like like well yeah it's like because i mean i'm guilty of this it's like yeah i mean you wake up and then you spend like 30 45 minutes like scrolling through your phone just to like look at stuff and it's <laughs> like that's why you're always like oh no i gotta rush to work because you know it's like maybe don't touch your phone until you like you know kind of get everything done in your routine and then you're like okay i don't have to feel like i'm rushed but it's it's interesting almost like geeking out about that and being like okay where can i you know where can i make more room in my life what are things that aren't kind of bringing me joy anymore um and kind of helping to streamline
2: yeah it's totally like you i've gotten to this point now where when i say yes to something when i say like okay i i care about this and i want to do this like I, I've been really trying to focus on like, well, what does that mean? I have to say no to, or what does that mean? I should say no to. And because I th- I think you're right. Like if you, you're just browsing on Facebook, you know, killing time, which I, you know, I, I've done certainly so many times, but it's like, well, if you're doing that, like, what are you, what are you losing? What are you missing out on? Um, and I think it's, facebook especially it's so easy to not think of that because it just sucks you in Mm -hmm. uh with that newsfeed and the endless scrolling and (laughs) you know they know what you want to see so they're going to keep giving it to you but uh yeah like just trying to be so much more aware of like what am i not doing right now because i'm because i'm doing this activity and am i am i cool with that
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and that's the thing it's like it's gonna be different for each person like for me it's like I knew that I could not keep games on my phone and be productive with other things that I wanted to do some people might be able to kind of you know uh, uh, organize things in a better way to uh, not be that way but yeah if it's just like you know what I really don't want to have Facebook on my phone but you know I'll, I'll probably check it every once in a while um, or yeah I need to like deactivate it all together and I'll like reactivate it only when I you know want or need to or whatever um, you know people will kind of figure out how that uh, you know sort of fits right and kinda of makes sense for them. But um yeah, if people are podcast listeners and want more kind of on in this thing, it just made me think there is like literally just like uh it's two guys that are called the minimalists. Uh they have a podcast and a blog and a site and stuff. So I'll link out to that if you're interested in exploring this more. But um yeah and I well, guess how
2: is their Go- podcast? I have I've watched their documentary, but I didn't even realize they had a podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. They do a lot of just like Q and A like and I think they kind of theme it around like it'll kind of curate a bunch of questions around a, a certain theme and they have some like live events that they'll record. So I've kind of like, you know, picked, you know, random episodes from their library to, to listen to if it's like, yeah, I'm really interested in that. Sometimes it like, I think sometimes it, I'll put this caveat to all the minimalist stuff. Cause it is kind of like a, you know, a trendy little, uh, sort of lifestyle kind of thing right now is that sometimes the people who are minimalists or, you know, advocate for that very much come from, like, a very privileged background to where it's, like... Oh, totally. Yeah, it's, like, man, I've had this, like, you know, like, six-figure job for, like, five years, and I was just, like, you know what? I'm just gonna, like, get rid of everything or whatever and just, like, quit my job and just, like, do it. And it's, like, okay, the way that you're <laughs> framing this I really don't think everybody could be able to do that, but there are some nuggets of wisdom in there of just in terms of, like, um, and, like, the... Uh, what's your name? But it's like the, the life changing magic of tidying up. Like that one is that kind of simple mm-hmm. formula of just like, look at things in your life and see if they bring you joy. You know, that can kind of just be a formula that kind of, uh, simplifies it to, you know, donate old stuff that you just have sitting in a closet kind of thing. You know, it feels like it makes most no sense for that. <laughs> Does,
2: doesn't it always seem that
1: way? You're right. It's
2: like, I was a hedge fund manager making $300,000 a year. And I just decided that like these 20 pairs of jeans didn't bring me happiness. And I just always like, Yeah, nobody can relate to that. Right, yeah.
1: I got rid of my car, got rid of my house, got rid of like all these things. It's like, I mean, I need all that to live and to get to my job. It's it's sometimes kind of weird. Yeah, they'll they'll always just put this like disclaimer at the beginning of, yeah, like, you know, made all this money. Now it's just like, you know I don't know. Maybe I just want to like, you know, wear the same pair of jeans and shirt like all the time and just keep it simple, whatever. But yeah, I think if you can kind of acknowledge that and accept it and kind of push past it. They'll talk about valuable things just in terms of like strategies to um, you know, both physically and kind of digitally minimalize you know, minimalize our lives. So um yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. I'll I'll link out to it if folks want to check it out. But um I guess yeah I'm curious if maybe specifically with um maybe it's sports, maybe it's with kind of the, you know, um, streamlining your life kind of stuff like anything kind of like anecdotally like how these sort of interests of yours have Positively contributed to your life over time like anything that you can think of with with anything that you kind of geek out about.
2: I just always feel like The more and it's funny when you say like, like geek out or, or be interested. I always feel like my my personality doesn't work that way like I, I have a really hard time just like devoting myself to any one topic for too long of a time I just like once I get past a certain point my brain immediately is like okay if I like I understand this or I'm into this but if I go further down the rabbit hole like what am I what am I not learning what else am I not am I missing out on I guess it goes back to this whole simplifying the life thing but like I, I just try to like I want from a hobby perspective to just be into different things or interest-wise be into different things because um, I just think it makes you more well-rounded. Like when you, you, know, when you, when you go to events or you're meeting people or you're, you're, just, you're interacting with clients or colleagues or, or whatever it is, I just think the more you can have a tangential understanding of something, just the more interesting conversations you can have with people. Like I think that's the biggest thing for me it's just like, can you have an interesting conversation with an individual about something that is is not, you know, why you're meeting them? So if you're meeting them at a marketing conference, like, can you talk to someone about something that's really interesting that has nothing to do with marketing? I think that's where hobbies and interests just play such a role in your life. Like, you just, it just makes you more interesting.
1: Right. Well, I guess, yeah, and I can, I can get that way of kind of how you're framing it of like, I am just being like a sampler, like never really being like, well, this yeah. is the only thing I'm into. And I have no knowledge of anything else. <laughs> if somebody were to like talk to me about something, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or the only thing I talk about, I get like way too deep on and people are like, I've you know, you lost me or whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, there's definitely a lot of value in kind of being a, a, a sampler and being someone who can appreciate things that maybe you're not into or don't do. But, like, yeah, you might have kind of like a an understanding of or an appreciation of it Um, because yeah like I've I've never been a huge sports guy but like I'll know certain things because like if something is big enough it'll even like boil up into my feeds where I don't really follow anything into sports but it's just like a big enough story and then maybe I'll read it and I'll kind of like know kind of like contextually what's happening right now and you know any sort of like major sport or something but um, yeah also not like being like if somebody starts talking to me about sports and just being like I don't know anything about sports. I can't talk to you. I don't right. to be like because yeah, I know it's almost like I yeah. I want if somebody is geeking out about something or talking about something I don't know about. It's like yeah, like tell me more. I'm curious. Like you know, let's let's get into that because I don't know, but I appreciate that you're into it and I'd I'd like to know more. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, just a valuable thing. So I think um, yeah, like you said, it like a, a easy example. Yeah, you're at like a, a networking event and you might be talking to somebody about who knows what. You've got to be able to kind of. You know go back and forth with them and not have it you know kind of be awkward and fall uh fall apart quickly but um
2: i'm only going to refer to myself as a sampler now like i love that way to describe it so <laughs> yeah. now from now on it's just like oh yeah i'm a sampler
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go um well, I guess, you know, in that vein, um, is there anything specifically right now that you're uh, reading, watching, listening to? Um, anything specific that you'd want to uh, kind of share out as like a resource or just something you're enjoying uh, that we can include in the show notes?
2: Oh, yes. Uh, this is the best part. Okay. So uh, there's a couple interesting things. And in, like, I've been watching a lot of the Olympics lately, and I had strep throat last week. So I really watched a lot of the <laughs> Olympics, probably too much. Um, But I've, so I just read two books that were super interesting to me for widely different reasons. Um, One was very much like your nonfiction marketing book. It was called Killing Marketing. uh, And it was by the guys who started Content Marketing Institute. And I just thought it was really interesting because it was about basically taking, transforming marketing from what is a cost center for so many organizations, right? You spend money to market your company. And in most cases you you don't break even, like your, your business may do better, but like on each individual level of your marketing, you're likely to have a, a negative or neutral ROI. And their whole thing was about like taking that out and instead like becoming a publisher and generating revenue from that publishing. But then in in that publishing, like, you are still marketing your company. Uh, And I just thought that was so interesting. Like, I mean, it can be ad revenue, or it can be, like, if you're hosting events, like, people are going to pay to go to your events. And, like, that's an interesting educational experience. You're going to give your audience value, but you're also going to make money from those events. I just thought it was a really cool uh, and refreshing look at an industry that I've been involved in for for a number of years. Um, But the other one that I thought was really interesting, so we are – a HubSpot partner agency um, at eCity, and I discovered this book thanks to a colleague of mine called Disrupted, by Dan Lyons, who was a writer. Uh, I think it was for Newsweek at the time, and he was laid off in the recession, and uh, you know ended up stumbling into this job at HubSpot during their really early years. and And I was a fan of HubSpot, and still am, obviously a fan of HubSpot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the book is just this really funny description of this guy who's you know in his 50s and is used to a certain way of life like getting into a startup culture and just not understanding the the just the different unique culture that comes with being in a startup um so you know if anyone's interested in HubSpot or startups or Silicon Valley like it's just this really humorous easy read um that I that I cannot recommend enough from a book perspective
1: yeah. Very cool. Um, so yeah, I guess, yeah. In addition to that, like I said, I'll definitely link out to, um, the hashtag higher ed podcast that you, uh, produce and, um, yeah, just everything else that we talked about in this episode. Um, so yeah, all good stuff there. I feel like I need to, to bookmark that book. It does sound like a, a fun one. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess to wrap up here, we will end here as we always do. Um, if you just want to kind of mention uh, something or things that you're looking forward to in your job and uh, your life in the world, kind of any or all of those things, just to kind of end everything here on an optimistic note.
2: Yeah, of course, uh, and I'm really excited because my so my wife is pregnant and due with our second. Child, we, we don't know if it's a, a boy or a girl, but pretty much any day now, every time we're in we're in that spot where now every time my phone vibrates, I panic and look at the screen. I'm expecting like a, a go text where I need to pack up all my stuff and scramble home. Um, so I'm really excited. I've got a, a two-year-old a daughter; she's a little older than two, and uh, and this will be baby number two. And uh, just like super excited slash anxious slash <laughs> uh, panicked (laughs) and, uh, but just, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, super excited to, to bring another life into this world and, uh, and then try not to screw up as a parent too much.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like growing your family and, uh, yeah. It is like, because like, you know, I feel like if you were just like, kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever, it's just like, no big deal. It's like, <laughs> no, like you, you take it seriously. You want to do well. So it's kind of just like, yeah, I'm excited, but I'm kind of nervous and all that, you know? So it's like, as you should be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's great. And hope everything goes, uh, well with all that. And, um, yeah, I know I wanted to, to try and catch you before kind of all that, uh, got underway. So I'm glad that we could find some time here together to, to chat here for a bit and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, cool stuff that you're doing. I'm glad I get to uh, work together with you with the uh, podcast network stuff. And um, yeah, just look forward to chatting more and getting to know each other more. And uh, hey, hopefully I'll be able to you know, pop up and see you there in uh, Philly sometime soon.
2: Yeah, and I'm really glad that we got to do this. Uh, this is a lot of fun for me to, to be on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's always really exciting.
0: This podcast is a proud member of the Connect Edu Podcast Network bringing together diverse voices and thoughtful discussions to the higher ed community. Check us out online at ConnectEDU.network or on Twitter at ConnectEDUpod. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast.
1: Please rate, review, and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.